They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, the Chicky Wars heat up with three new chickies from each of the big three Konbini. We share our winners and losers from this week's new items, Mike tells a spooky tale from the Gemba, and we head to Konbini College to talk about the history of the Onigiri. Now, let's head off to the Konbini. They're the Konbini, they're the Konbini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How are you doing on this fine morning? Doing okay. You know, we got some snow here yesterday, Mike. Unexpected. They said it was just going to be a little bit. In fact, uh, piled up to about four inches, and now it's uh, wow, 27 degrees outside. So winter has arrived here in Cambridge. How are things over in Kanazawa? Yeah, no winter yet. Um, it's getting cooler, though. But it is, as you know, it's Halloween today. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm feeling a little spooky. I don't know about you. It is episode 27, and uh, hopefully we don't have any, you know, ghosts in our background here today trying to disrupt us. Ghosts of uh, Kambini past or future. Yeah, I hope uh, there's no sort of terror that arrives while we're recording here. have something up your sleeve i look forward to discovering more about that but um what do you say we get going we have a lot to talk about today in fact we we're we're got a jam-packed agenda so what do you say we jump right in yeah sounds great let's get to it all right so as usual mike we're talking chicky wars this week it's a busy week on the chicky front we have three new chickies out of the big three beanie and to kick things off, we got Lawson coming out with Karaage-kun, known flavor, I believe, number 208. And mm-hmm. this is a collabo with a well-known ramen shop called uh, Kodakuen. Mm-hmm. And this is a ramen-flavored Karaage-kun, specifically a soy sauce-flavored mm-hmm. ramen here. Um Mike, what are your thoughts on Karagikun known flavor number 208? Well, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> as you know, so as you can see, this is a chuka soba. So um, I think everybody knows ramen. And, you know, ramen originally is uh, from China. Um, it's their, you know, uh, noodle dish. And in Japan, actually, they call ch- uh, Chinese soba, chuka soba. That's a, it's a type of, um, I think it might've actually what was originally called ramen, chuka soba. Yeah, I think so. But um, nowadays it, it, it means a specific type. It's like the, it's the shoyu, it's a soy sauce flavored and it doesn't have many uh, toppings. You know, it's very, very simple. Um, and I, I've grown to really like it. Anyways, that being said, hey, you know, um, I haven't had a ramen flavored karagakun yet, but I can imagine it's mm, probably going to be pretty good. I don't know. What do you think? I love ramen and I love 
chicky uh so to think that we're gonna pack ramen flavor into some chicky nuggets here is outstanding <laughs> i'm also a big fan of the packaging we got the karaage kun mascot he's dressed ready to sling some hot noodles he's even got the towel on oh um, you know we both have a good friend still in japan mike uh mm-hmm. famously found ramen cooks to be very sexy this true. guy here on the front of the package very sexy indeed <laughs> sweat over a steaming ramen kitchen it looks awesome no i would be uh, thrilled to find these at a loss in- for sure for sure Okay, so that's Lawson. Next up, let's head over to 7-Eleven. Uh, this also a pretty exciting chicky here. We have the yuzu kosho or yuzu pepper flavored mm. chicky here. Yuzu, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, this is a citrus. Mm-hmm. And yuzu kosho is a kind of uh, seasoning. It's a paste that's often used, uh, most commonly used in Kyushu, I believe. Yeah. And it's uh, very powerful in flavor. In fact, I would say yeah. that, uh, you know, a lot of Japanese food has subtle flavors. Some yeah. might even call it bland in some cases. Yuzu Kosho, mm-hmm. uh, not the case at all. This is, uh, was born in what Guy Fieri might call flavor town. So uh, to think that we got a chicky, a flavor bomb paired with Yuzu Kosho, another flavor bomb, this thing might have its own gravitational pull when it comes to <laughs> flavor here. Um, I'm pretty pumped up about this one, Mike. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, it says uh, sweet and spicy chicken, um, yuzu kosho flavor. I'm wondering if that is include. that's like the, because of the yuzu kosho, it's the sweet and spicy, or if it's a sweet and spicy plus you got the yuzu kosho flavor. I'm not sure. Um but I'm excited. I like spicy. I like sweet. I love yuzu kosho. Mm. You know, I'm a citrus maniac when it comes to these sorts of things. And um, I would really like to try a bite of this one right here. Yeah, it. this would be my number one chicky for the week. Uh, on the bottom of my list, as we have over to Family Mart, is the green seaweed powder and salt. That's the English translation. I believe they're referring to a nori powder with salt. Um, there's really nothing special about this, uh, in my humble opinion. It's just a chicky sprinkled with some nori powder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I'm not really getting, I don't, I don't know. This looks pretty boring to me, Mike. Yeah. Nori shio, as we talked about before, this is like the, one of the classics is like ketchup in Japan. It's, um, a classic combo flavor. I gotta be honest. I'm not, you know, I'm not a crazy nori shio guy. I gotta mm-hmm. be honest. And I like my chicky the way it is. And, um, you know, if if they're going to add something to it, I want it to be exciting. You know, maybe a little spice or something like that. But the Norishio, I don't know. It's not really doing it for me. But um, it's a, it's a, this is a fami chicky, though. So this, this is, is a, this is a fami chicky here. And just, uh, sorry, I'm sorry to jump in here, Mike, but we have some late breaking news. As I was zooming in, the surface of this fami chicky does look a little strange. And in fact, as we look at the description... It says potato chips were added to the batter to make a crispy texture. Wait well, my goodness, uh, this is a whole new ball game, ladies and gentlemen. I like the sound of that. Crispy potato chips crumbled up to make a crispy texture, and no doubt you're probably getting some damn 
good flavor. In fact, could those be nori potato chips? That's that might be what it is. The classic, Boy. the classic Nordishio chips. If that's the case, yeah, you're right. We've got a different story here. We're gonna have to see, but um, we'll have to do some more excited. investigation into this. But um, yeah, suddenly this this looks a lot more exciting. So busy week in the chicken wars, uh, but that wraps it up here, Mike. I think it's now uh, on to the scoreboard. It is. It is on to the scoreboard. Um, you know, as a scoreboard, we take a look at the new items from each combini each week. And as we've been doing recently, we pick up our winners and losers. So first off, giving you the count, we got Family Mart with 52 items, Lawson with their 34 items, and 7-Eleven with 107 items. Um, everybody kind of in the, you know, a little bit low this week. Respectable low. Um uh, funny to think that 107 out of 711 is low, but in fact, that is a low number for them. They peaked a few weeks ago at 158. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody's usually playing a little bit higher. Right. So, okay. All right. So we saw, we've seen the numbers. Let's get to our picks. So um, last week, I think I went first. So this week, let's go first with you. We're going to go with the loser first. So um, Matt, let me pull up and let's take a look at your loser for the week. Here we go. Boom. Yeah, Mike, my loser this week is out of Lawson. And uh, (laughs) I'm struggling to look at the screen here. This is a Mentaiko Mochi Cheese Nikuman here. And uh, that's a steamed bun. And it is stuffed, packed full of Mentaiko, which is uh, fish roe. Mochi, which is pounded sticky rice. And then cheese. You know, Mike, uh, I watched It last night with Karen. <laughs> you know, it's Halloween. And, uh, right, right. I about that. But uh, the whole premise of It is it turns into your worst fear mm. right before a clown comes to bite your face off. No doubt if <laughs> It were approaching me, this is what it would turn into. This mentaiko mochi cheese nikuman, I would see it split open, staring me right in the face. I'd pee my pants, and then a crazy clown would bite my face off. That's how that would go. (laughs) This is my worst nightmare here. Yeah, I I saw this, and I thought this might be what you would pick up. Um, Yeah, I agree. (laughs) This is a grotesque amount of mentaiko. There's no reason you need this much. It's kind of, it's just layer. I mean, there's multiple fish were used to make this this uh oh man i and the cheese as well and the or is that oh sorry the mochi as well i agree like i've said before i like mentaiko but i want it on top of my rice and i don't want it in that sticky bun mm. i just ah uh, i can imagine some people you know mentaiko fanatics probably love this but yeah. no no i am not not touching this this is for the mentaiko maniacs for sure all right well well it is Halloween, so we got some horrors coming up. So I got one more for you. <laughs> Boom. Here we go. Here's my loser Ooh, of the week. Almost picked this. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. This is the, well, we don't have to dress it up. This is the Katsuo Bushi Gohan. So let me tell you what we're looking at. I don't know if everybody, Katsuo Bushi, it's um, uh, Bonito Flakes. So what we've got here, ladies and gentlemen, um, you probably can't see but this is uh, katsobushi, bonito flakes, dried fish flakes. And then in the middle, you've just got a single egg yolk on top. And beneath that is just rice. 
Mm. So, you know what? I, you know, and I think I, it does mention some sauce. So I think that it maybe has some dashi that you pour on top to get things wet. Because I can't imagine eating this thing without some sort of wetness. You dry out your mouth. I, the way I felt about this, this feels like if you were, it was the apocalypse. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, you, you had nothing left. Yeah. Minus this egg. Screw this egg. But you just need some protein. You haven't had protein in years. So you open up your pantry and there's just this pack of bonilla flakes. You think, I'm just yeah. going to dump it on top of rice and just put it away. Um I don't think this is the sort of thing they should be selling. This is a, this should be some sort of an emergency food for <laughs> in case Japan is hit with, you know, that terrible earthquake that they're expecting to hit the Tokyo area at some point. I don't know, Matt, this was my lose for the week. I'm not interested in this at all. Yeah. I almost picked this too, Mike. Yeah, I agree. This looks like it's from out of the uh, late <laughs> war 1944 series. Uh, this is like you said, something that you pull out of the pantry as a last resort. I've actually never seen Bonito fish flakes dressed on top of rice dry like that. And again, the yeah. single raw egg yolk, and for those who are not familiar with Bonito, they are thinly sliced uh, dried fish flakes, and they do a little dance, uh, especially when heat mm. is applied. So this thing is going to be, talking about spooky, this thing's going to be sort of uh, wiggling at you yeah. as you're taking a bite. So um, mm, totally agree. This is definitely a loser for this week. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it's Halloween. Everybody's already on edge. We don't want to give people, you know, <laughs> nightmares. So let's go over to our winners let's for check the out week. The winners. Yeah. All right, Matt, I'm clacking over to yours right now. Boom. Yeah. Oh, this one is, yes. I mean, so, okay. This is the Hagen Daz Quattro Formaggi Crispy Ice Cream Sandwich here. Oh. So. Let's just frame up what the Hagen Dazs crispy sandwich. This is one of the legendary items yeah. at the Konbini. Yeah. So it's a crispy cookie, a saku saku crispy cookie, thin wafer, kind of airy, very crispy, shatters when you bite into it. Mm. And then it's got Hagen Dazs ice cream, a lot of it, creamy, thick, rich, in this case, Four cheese ice cream with a bit of honey, it says, sandwiched mm. in between those crispy wafer cookies. Mike, this is a premium dessert, 318 yen. I remember hey. you know, we were living in Japan, weren't making the big bucks. I would, no. you know, search under my couch cushions, my futon, scraping away <laughs> for a few yen so I could treat myself a few times a year to the Hagen Daz crispy ice cream sando. Wow. Uh, and this four cheese just looks outstanding. Yeah, no, this is the premium uh, ice cream at the Combini for sure. And it has been for a long time, like you said, for yeah. years. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorites. But like you said, it's only on rare occasions, maybe an anniversary, <laughs> maybe your birthday. Um, you know, it's a premium price, but it is so good. And every bite is really good. The only thing I'll say, the only thing I'll say is, I really wish they would have used a better, you know, example here. Like, what, yeah, what's going it, on here? Yeah, kind of got a. I agree. Seven Eleven continues to struggle with photographing their own products in <laughs> spaces. <laughs> yeah, not sure why. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is Seven Eleven. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they just pick anyone out. There's, to be fair, it's kind of you know it's truthful. This is maybe what it looks yeah, like. It's like they took it on an iPhone five. What the <laughs> hell is going on there? 
<laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you. I'm, I'm starting to calm down a little bit after seeing this Good. one. And um, I hope yeah. this next one's going to calm me down, too. Here's my winner for the week. Boom. Ooh. Nothing fancy. We've got the green salad bowl. <laughs> chili meat and chicken. Uh, this is a uh, Cobb salad, ladies what? and gentlemen. Let's see what we've got here. We've got we've got lettuce. We got chili. We got some chicken. We got some some sort that? of rice or something there. We got some tomatoes. We got the eggs, and we got the mm. salad dressing. Matt, Ooh. um, you know, recently my bi- my diet has not been great, and I got to tell mm-hmm. you, I, you know, I'm having some health problems because of it, and. Uh, you know, I'm trying to eat better and I'm thinking, hey, if I want to go and get something that's healthy, but also pretty beefy, it just looks great. And it looks like comfort food and something that might be healthy and tasty as well. And this is from 7-Eleven as well. Yeah, this looks great, Mike. I will say it's a generous use of the word green. Um, there isn't a whole <laughs> lot of green here. I see a lot of white, see a lot of red, yellow, not a lot of green. I see pink. Um, yeah, that is... That is a big pile of stuff on top of a little bit of lettuce. That is outstanding. Um, yeah, no yeah. better way to uh, freshen up physically and mentally than yes. a green salad bowl. All right, Matt. Well, uh, that wraps us up for the week. Um, yeah, and next I think we're going on to our main story. Yeah, we're going into our main story this week, Mike. And uh, this week, we're talking about 7-Eleven. They have, I guess it's not a new series, but it's something that Mm -hmm. we're just picking up on. This is 7-Eleven recipes. So what 7-Eleven has been doing is on their website, posting recipes that you can make using 7-Eleven products. Mm -hmm. And they feature one about, you know, once a week or so. What we're going to do today is I've selected... One of these recipes, I'm going to list the ingredients for you, Mike, and then you do your best to guess what exactly this recipe makes because uh, it's not always so clear. So, okay, so what we got here, again, this is all from 7-Eleven. We got uh, a loaf of bread. Okay. We have cheese chikua, which is cheese stuffed fish cake, Mm -hmm. mayonnaise, Mm. To you, which is a sort of seasoned kind of soy sauce broth, dashi broth. We have canola oil, and then we have some <laughs> pickled ginger, some beni shoga. So we have a loaf of bread, cheese, chikua, mayonnaise, tsuyu, seasoned dashi, canola oil, and beni shoga. What do you think that makes? Tell us what you're what? thinking. <laughs> all right, let me. Um, all right. So my first instinct was some sort of like pickled salad or like a um, oh, some sort of sure. like salad because yep. of the chikua and the sure. um, the uh, Betty the, the the shoga. And then you said it was canola oil, and the bread gets me. The bread. <laughs> the bread gets me, and yeah. Bread's tough. The bread right. is tough. All right. I'm thinking some sort of like a, fo- not focaccia. What do you call it? Where you toast the bread and on top. A panini you- or something. Panini or something like that. Uh, panini. That's really all I can uh, 
can imagine what, what how did yeah, I yeah you're not you're not so far off this is actually Mike this is a cheese fried chikua rolled sandwich here so it's a fried chikua <laughs> fish cake that has been rolled up inside of the bread I can't imagine anybody has ever made this ever uh, but the uh, the team at 7-Eleven has uh, and is featuring this on their website somehow. So it's uh, a few easy steps. You uh, fry the chikua up mm-hmm. in the canola oil. You then put it on top of a slice of bread, and then mm-hmm. you roll the bread up to create mm-hmm. that shape, and then you slice it, and then you just stuff that boy down. And okay. uh, actually, I'm not sure where the suyu comes into play here. Maybe that's a dipping sauce. Ah, yes, that is a ah. dipping sauce. Mayonnaise and suyu flavored dipping sauce. That's what that is. Wait, and this is deep fried? This is deep fried, yes. That's wow. Okay. Yes. All right. In that case, hmm, interesting. I I don't want it. I mean, I, it's not, <laughs> that's not up my alley. But um, I don't know. Is this... <laughs> Are you a Chikua guy? Are you a deep fried Chikua guy? I like Chikua. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I do. Uh, mostly out of the Oden tank. Uh, oh. I would not go through the trouble of deep frying Chikua, never mind cheese stuffed Chikua, and then putting it into a rolled up slice of bread. <laughs> uh, but no, I do like Chikua. So anyway, that's the uh, little new uh, main story here, 7-Eleven. If you, if you uh, are in Japan and... Want some home cooking? That's also mm-hmm. convenient and interesting. Check out 7-Eleven's website and the recipes that they're featuring. They do have a nice step-by-step uh, photographed instruction for you to do. Um, okay, Mike, uh, let's move on here onto my favorite segment. This is At the Gemba with Mike. Gemba, the place where the action happens. Mike, you're in Japan where all the action is. What do you got for us this week? Mm-hmm. product reviews all right man well um i'm sorry i know that we you know we were getting into the spooky mood and then we were feeling you know better feeling lighthearted. now we're back oh boy i've been watching the show unsolved mysteries <laughs> on netflix recently a classic a classic they brought it back i don't know if anyone knows this but netflix now the classic show unsolved mysteries there they're reproducing it on Netflix. And I was watching that. And um, you know what? I've had a very similar experience here at the Gemba um, this past week. So, Matt, I don't know if you remember this item. I'm just going to show you. This is the uh, the Zaku Chiki. Yes, the hot and spicy. Yes. The hot and spicy Zaku Chiki. Zaku meaning really super crunchy fried crunchy. chicken. Yeah, it looks good. And we talked about this two weeks ago or so. And, um, and I think I told you this. Like, I... I was so excited about it. I went out to my nearest 7-Eleven, tried to get it. They didn't have it. I thought, oh, well. Mm. So then I went out the next week to a different 7-Eleven. They didn't have it. And I thought, what Mm. the heck? I went back to that first 7-Eleven. They didn't have it. So then I'm starting to get nervous, you know, and I'm, I just hit the old um, Route 8, you know, the the highway that runs all around Japan. (laughs) And I just start driving and I'm stopping at every 7-Eleven I can find. Do you have the Zaku Chiki? Do you have the Zaku Chiki? No. Do you have the Zaku Chiki? No. I'm driving three, eight, four hours. I finally get into a 7-Eleven. I say, do you have the Zaku Chiki? And this, this woman said, I've never even heard of that. 
So I was, you know, I was at my wits end and I came back onto this website. And you know what, Matt, the answer, it was, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Usual Suspects. Um, I have, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Kaiser Soze. This is that sort of situation. <laughs> oh, You can wow. see right here. Wow. Only sold in the Saitama area. So <laughs> unfortunately, I was not able to eat the Zakuchiki. I'd like to go to Saitama just to eat it. But in the meantime, I did try ah, nice. the uh, the salt lemon karaage from 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm I'm a I'm a lemon maniac right and a, a salt yeah. maniac yeah salt and lemon maniac yeah. and um, I gotta say you know I was really excited about the zakuchiki and this didn't really fill the hole it just wasn't you know it was it had the the little bit of a lemon flavor had a little bit of salt flavor but um, in total I mean I give it maybe like two stars three stars um, not great but um, you know I was glad to at least eat some chicken in the end. Well, uh, first, I just want to salute you for that tremendous effort down yeah. Route 8 oh, yeah. in Ishikawa to find the <laughs> Zaku Chiki. <laughs> and God bless that Seven uh, Eleven employee who told you that yeah. uh, this thing may not even exist. It only exists, I guess, in Saitama. That's too bad. Right. And yeah, looking at this uh, salt lemon karaage ball here, it certainly doesn't look as appealing. It's pale. Um, yeah. It doesn't have that crispy zaku crust on it. Yeah, you're zoomed in here. This right, looks like right, a. Right. Uh, this could be a, you know, confused for a rock here. <laughs> Not a lot of interesting characteristics to it. So, right. um, yeah, salute you for the effort, Mike. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, heading into our last segment here, Mike. This is normally when we catch up on uh, convenient news. We're going to switch it up this week and. Share a new segment. We're mm. calling this segment Convini College. Oh, yeah. Very excited about this segment. Uh, it's fall, Mike, and school is back in session, including oh, yeah. for us here at Convini Boys. No doubt. Uh, we were introduced to a Convini scholar who we've referenced mm. a couple times now. This is Dr. Gavin Whitelaw of mm. Harvard University. That's right, the Harvard University. Mm. Uh, Dr. Whitelaw is the executive director of the prestigious Reischauer Institute at wow. Harvard. And he is a Conbini expert. True expert. And this guy appears not to just uh, study the Conbini through, you know, the scholarly means of, of research and, um, you know, reading. This mm-hmm. guy is at the Gimba. This wow. guy appears to have actually worked at a Kambini where he's pictured here in what looks to be a daily Yamazaki uniform. What a legend. Classic uh, red and yellow stripes mm. on the shirt. And Mike, we've begun to uh, take a dive into Dr. Whitelaw's work, and we read a right. chapter he wrote called Rice Ball Rivalries, Japanese mm-hmm. Convenience Stores in the Appetite of Late Capitalism, mm-hmm. that provides an overview of the history of the Onigiri Rice Ball and takes a dive into 7-Eleven and Lawson's history with the Rice Ball. But this week, we're going to talk about just the opening part of this chapter, which is the history mm-hmm. Of the onigiri. And Mike, I think you and I were both struck by, first, how old the onigiri is. The dates back to the Heian period. Yeah. 
which was uh, 794 to 1192 AD, the Onigiri. It's over a thousand years old. It's uh, mm-hmm. incredible. So mm-hmm. anyway, Mike, what, what, what were your kind of takeaways from, from the first chapter here? Yeah, well, this is just, just interesting in general. I mean, in terms of history as well, like you said, uh, Onigiri was uh, first sort of mentioned um, and first found in the, the Heian period. And um, it was an originally uh, sort of traded between the sort of aristocracy. So it's a mm. very sort of, um, you know, um, very special sort of food. Um, and then that, you know, it wasn't until the Meiji period that rice became sort of more prominent throughout Japan. And which is when, you know, rice balls became common throughout uh, Japan in general. And um, the Meiji period, what, what was that, like late 19th century, I think? 1865 to 1912. Okay, right, right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, he had the history in there. And then he was also talking about how like, what the sort of position of the the onigiri is in terms of like the sort of emotional attachment that uh, that people have to it and how it's sort of like corely or it's sort of tied so strongly to the the like idea and the feeling of home in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he quotes the famous um, animator Miyazaki Hayao. Hayao. Mm-hmm. Uh, who says the rice ball is infused with a kind of emotional magic powerful enough to humanize or rehumanize his story's animated characters. You see the rice ball featured in the famous mm-hmm. Spirited Away, brings back yes. to life one of the core characters in that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the rice ball, it really is foundational to the home it's much Mm -hmm. more than a ball of rice it's your mother's uh hands it's the it's the the comfort of home Mm -hmm. all in a rice ball but uh yeah the idea well well, another piece of history that i found interesting here was um Mm -hmm. where the where the wrapping comes from you know, most rice yeah. balls have a mori wrapper around them. That was right. actually structural originally because mm-hmm. uh, they would mix the rice with things like beans and millet or, or vegetables. And so that would degrade the structural integrity of the rice. And so you'd have to wrap it. So they would use things like rice straw or large leaves, which have now become uh, largely nori wrappers. Yeah, and we're I think we're gonna go into it more. So um this was just kind of the history of, of the rice ball in general. Um but we're gonna look at how that sort of ties in the Kambini and the formation of Kambini. I think we're gonna look at that in the future. One thing that I did find interesting in the opening um article, he said just in so a lot of times people say like, you know, people have no idea about like what it, what people eat every day in Japan. Um, say like, do you eat sushi every day or something like that? Mm. No. What you, I'd say like onigiri is, is probably like the core, like everybody's eating, you know, if you're just like, if you're going out, if you're like going to school, if you're going to work, you're eating onigiri. Mm -hmm. And this, this was, this article was from 2004, but this, this little quote really shocked me. 7-Eleven Japan alone sold 1.4 billion onigiri in 2003, the statistical equivalent of eight rice balls for every Japanese man, woman, and child. That's just 7-Eleven um, and that's, you know, 16 years ago. I was 
completely blown away by that. Blown up 1.4 billion rice balls. Yeah. Um, and I know uh, I was surprised at how quickly I became or fell in love with the onigiri when I, I, I was yeah. actually not a huge fan of white rice, but you get so used to eating it. And then it's just such a great little snack and it's cheap. Mm. It's usually maybe 100, 130 yen, um, yeah. which is about a buck, buck 30. Yeah. And grab a nice uh, quick snack to eat on the go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outstanding product and looking forward to diving deeper uh, next week and uh, head back to Conveni College with Professor Whitelaw. Yeah, sounds great. All right, Matt. Well, um, wouldn't you know it? I mean, that uh, time flies when you're being spooked and having fun, you know? Um, so, uh, everyone, I'd just uh, like to thank you all again for, for listening, as always. Um, so, to our podcast listeners, everybody listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please share and rate us. Um, it helps people to find the show. Um, to the YouTube viewers, also, please subscribe and leave a like. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, we really appreciate it. Um, if not, please do, especially Twitter recently. We've been really active. And it's fun to uh, interact with everybody there. Um, if you have a Conveni memory, um, we actually have a number that you can call. And it doesn't have to be a Conveni memory. It can just be anything whatsoever. So it's 617-453-8207. Um, yeah, Matt, I, I think that wraps it up for the week. And um, yeah, just like to say thanks to everybody. And I uh, guess I'll see you at the Conveni. I'll see you at the Conveni. <laughs>